Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis. And here are the movies premiering this week. But before we get there, Travis. Yes. How's your week been going, man? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, that sounds good. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, I have a little update on my car, which I know you already know, but the viewers do not. Okay. That my car got turned into a rolling meth machine. (laughs) (laughs) So after our recording on Monday, uh, so the next day on Tuesday... Mm-hmm. Uh, I got told that my car was found and the way we could go pick it up. So we went to the impound lot to go get it. And we heard, uh, so they were like, are you sure you want your car? And they're like, yeah. And it's like, well, it says bio on it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, great. Okay. So we went up to it. We didn't really see anything wrong with it. Uh, except for like a bunch of stuff on the inside. And we're like, okay, we could throw that away. Well, when my best friend's husband got into the car, he said it smelled like meth. Mm. And there was a bunch of things in there that paraphernalia. And uh, they were pretty much living in it. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I'm just waiting to hear from the insurance on that. So I'm glad that they found my car. So that was good. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, my week has just been boring, just been at home a lot, and surprisingly haven't watched a whole lot, but I did watch two things this week. Okay, what'd you watch? I watched Kate on Netflix, and I watched Malignant on HBO Max. Okay, so just to get out of the way, how was Malignant? It was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... It is, it's a twisty-turvy movie, and it's it's done so well. James Wan knows how to direct a horror movie, mm-hmm. and it's just fantastic, gory, fun, and I would recommend it to any horror fan out there. I, th- I think I saw something saying, like, James Wan had said not to really expect, like, a jump scare kind of movie. Is that, was that true, or...? Uh, there, there's some parts that, I mean, kind of, but that's for non-seasoned horror fans. (laughs) Like me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then, did you watch Kate? I did not have a chance to, no. Okay. Kate, it's, it was so good, too. Uh, it's pretty much, it's a mixture of John Wick with Crank in it. And with like anime influence, <laughs> and okay, it was done the that. right way. It's done the right way. I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's fantastic in it. Nice, very nice. So, very nice. So, if you have a chance to go on Netflix, I would recommend. It. Yeah, I, I, I did not have a chance to to watch that one. Oh, sad. Um, okay, but I did actually have a chance to watch uh, Cruella. Did you? Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it was, it was, it was good, you know. Okay. It was, it wasn't bad, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily something that I wanted to see, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
and it definitely brought up some more questions than answers. Okay. At least for me. Mm-hmm. In regards to the what what is what is canon, what is now not canon with mm-hmm. the the original movie or you know are they supposed to be completely separate or what? But yeah, right. there's there's definitely some more some more questions than yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, would you recommend it to watch or uh I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things where if you don't really have anything else to do, yeah, sure, go ahead, watch it. I don't know about going out and like specifically looking to watch it. Mhm. Because like I said, it was a good movie. It was it was fine. It was good. Okay. I just I just don't know how much I can say you have to stop what you're doing and go watch this movie now. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. All right. I might have to check that one out. And I mean, it's on Disney Plus now. We don't have to pay any extra for it or anything like that. So that's always oh, a plus. Right. I was just about to ask that where you watched it. Yeah. It's on Disney Plus. So, okay. Well, I might have to make my way over there after watching the new episode of What If. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, other than that, mm-hmm. do you have anything else that you want to say before we uh, hop into some movie news? Uh, no, I don't. Let's hop on in, sir. Fantastic. First thing I have is actually some good news uh, coming from Jeff Bridges. Okay. Basically, he said that uh, his cancer is in remission. uh, Right. And the the 9 by 12 mass has shrunk down to the size of a marvel. So Awesome. Good for him. It looks like he's basically getting set to go and uh, get going on... The Old Man, which is uh, going to be on Hulu here. Okay. Sweet. Well, I'm glad to hear that the cancer abided his chemotherapy and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, it looks like they had about three episodes left to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when Jeff Bridges was diagnosed and he started treatment in the fall, everything like that. Gotcha. And plus, it, I, it said too in the article that he was also diagnosed with COVID, like right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, that stinks. Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But to be there in there for one thing, and then all of a sudden, oh nope, it's two. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just kind of kicking you while you're down, right? Exactly. So, uh, we have that as a you know a good start to the to the podcast, rather than what we have been doing the past couple of weeks. Uh, right <laughs> exactly uh so the next thing that i do want to talk about is kind of a, uh having to do with the new batman movie okay but apparently there's going to be a spin-off for the penguin okay and that's going to be on hbo max there's there's now a, a penguin spin-off from the batman going to hbo max nice yeah well that should be cool i mean I'm excited to see what Colin Farrell will do with the Penguin, but in my opinion, Danny DeVito will always be the best one. <laughs> and until I see the Batman, then Danny DeVito will for sure only be the best one. <laughs> well, what what about the original Penguin? I never really was into the old like Batman series that was on, so I couldn't really tell you. Uh... I I guess I did see the movie. So I he was really good in that though. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh Burgess Meredith. That's it, yep. Yep. Who was also uh Mickey in the Rocky movies. Wait, what? 
I did not know this. This is this is a new development for Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you go if you go down to uh if you go on IMDb uh-huh. down to Batman TV series from 1966 to 1968. Uh-huh. Uh, he is listed as the Penguin. And then if you go up to 1976, mm-hmm. he is listed as Rocky, or under Rocky, as Mickey. I had no idea. <laughs> and Rocky 2 as Mickey. And Rocky 3 as Mickey. <laughs> you gotta kill him, Rocky. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love... Oh. Okay, that makes that even better. I like that. <laughs> So, there you have it. And then passed away in 97. Mm. At age 89. Oh, wow. So, quite the life. So, yeah, now we're, now we're going to have our own uh, Penguin spinoff series. It sounds like it's going to be a bit like uh, Scarface-like origin. Oh, right, sure. Yeah, because the Penguin is always portrayed in the comics as more of a crime boss than he is, like how mm. they did in Batman Returns. Right, right. And so, that makes... From from what I'm reading, it sounds like uh, Colin Farrell has been approached, but nothing mm-hmm. is, is written in stone yet. Gotcha. Okay. So we'll see how that all goes. Well, let's hope that he waddles into that role or into that show. That was a bad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Yep. 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 So it, moving on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds good. It looks like... Owen Wilson has joined the cast of Disney's Haunted Mansion movie. Okay. This this movie is going to be different than the other Haunted Mansion movie that is coming out this year uh, on October 8th. Uh, the one this year is the Muppets Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. And then Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, and Lakeith Stanfield are in a different Haunted Mansion movie. Okay. Is there any correlation with uh, Eddie Murphy in uh, in this version of Haunted Mansion? I haven't seen anything. Okay. But it looks like, I mean, it, it possibly looks like his uh, Mobius in Loki mm-hmm. had something to do with that, with his being signed on. Okay. And just being kind of a fan favorite. Sweet. Uh, possibly. Possibly. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, we we will we will have to see how it all goes. Like I said, we have we have a little bit of a haunted mansion movie coming in with the Muppets Haunted Mansion uh, this October, and then we'll probably have this other haunted mansion probably next year. Would be my guess. Okay, I just like because, it. Just because that that makes sense to me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To re- release it closer to the the Halloween time. Oh, definitely. If they want to make that box, I mean, that's the best time to do it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. One thing that will not be released next year mm-hmm. is the Mad Max spinoff series Furiosa, or Mad Max spinoff movie. I, I apologize. Mm-hmm. That is being that is being delayed uh, from July uh, June twenty third, twenty twenty three. Now it's going to be released May twenty fourth, twenty twenty four. Okay. So it's going to be five twenty four twenty four. Instead of six twenty three twenty three, yeah, I kind of like the sound of that, honestly. <laughs> and just the dates. I mean, it mm-hmm. sounds mm-hmm. it sounds really cool. <laughs> right, right, and just kind of to remind you, this is this is going to be Anya Taylor Joy mm-hmm. as Furiosa instead of Charlize Theron. It's kind of like right. an origin story, is what they've been saying. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chris Hemsworth will be in it as well. And then uh, 
uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen II mm-hmm. will be in it as well, who we will talk about later in a trailer that was released this week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will talk about it a little bit later. Okay. Uh, so stay tuned for that here. But it, it does sound like, uh, so with Furiosa moving another year out, mm-hmm. uh, there there is another movie that is actually moving. I, don't, I guess I don't know if it's moving closer or not, but uh, Salem's Lot, based off of the it, Stephen King, mm-hmm. uh, that will be Labor Day of 2022. So September 9th of 2022. Nice. Okay. Uh, I have not. So that movie was. So it's being remade, basically Salem's Lot, because they already mm-hmm. did a movie, and of course we all know the book. Right. Well, except for you, but yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be a lot of big names. I guess we got mm-hmm. uh, Alfred Woodard, Lewis Pullman, Mackenzie Lay, uh, Bill Camp, Spencer Treat Clark, and William mm-hmm. Sadler. Okay. So we'll see how this all goes. Well, it's shaping up to be pretty awesome. I like it. But that that's for Salem's Lot. That's not for that's not for Furiosa. Right, I, I know. Right, right. Yeah. We'll both so, sound awesome. So Right. <laughs> right. Uh and actually so we're we're gonna move from stuff that hasn't even started yet to stuff that has wrapped filming. <laughs> okay. And that's actually three movies this week. Uh or oh. sorry. Two movies have officially wrapped filming, and one movie has wrapped production. Uh, Knives Out, Knives Out Two. Ryan Johnson tweeted out that they have wrapped filming on Knives Out Two, and then Dan Trachtenberg has said that they have wrapped filming on that new Predator movie. So we'll have to see how that all goes. And then Mission Impossible Seven has officially wrapped production. Oh wow! Okay. So what that means is that uh, we'll hopefully. Hopefully see that one soon-ish. I hope so. I know we're both ready for it. Right, right. Uh, wait a second. So, uh, sorry, I just read this here too. Apparently, uh, Henry Zernzi, Cerny, sorry, Zerny, mm-hmm. who played Kittredge on the first movie, is reprising his role for Mission Impossible 7. Really? Hmm. So the whole... Kittredge, you've never seen me very upset. Yep. <laughs> that that could possibly make another appearance, maybe? I like it. So now we have, yeah, so we've got Mission Impossible 7 has wrapped production. Mm-hmm. And now we'll see how it all goes with Knives Out 2 and the new Predator movie, since they have wrapped filming. Excellent, I can't wait. Me neither. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. We're gonna have yes. we're gonna have some good times. Yes, we will. Uh, <laughs> but so, going from those being you know finished filming, to one mm-hmm. that has been finished filming for a little while now, uh, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City has officially received its rating. Yes, it is going to be rated R. Thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> Which I were the other the other ones were PG thirteen, right? Uh, no, they were actually rated R. They were okay. Yes. The only one that wasn't, I believe, was Extinction. I don't remember now. I swear that there was at least one that was PG thirteen, but I don't remember. Okay. Okay. 
Resident Evil Extinction. That one was rated R. That one, okay. Uh, well, then all of them were rated R then. Apocalypse after in 3D. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wait, Resident. Is this a is this a movie? What? Resident Evil Vendetta. Vendetta. No, I believe that was an animated one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it's like a it's like a movie. Hmm. Yeah, an original CG motion picture. Okay. Uh, okay, sorry. Got distracted. Uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City is going to be rated R. Uh, Let's see. It's and rated it's an origin R. story. Mm-hmm. So it says that it's rated R for strong violence and gore and language throughout. Which I think is pretty consistent with the video games. Yeah, pretty, yes. Very much so. Uh, we'll see how it all goes I hope it's good I hope to not see it I know you won't (laughs) but that's okay because I will (laughs) there you go there you go well there's another one that you'll see that I won't see Mm -hmm. and that is Halloween Kills oh yes which is going to be premiering in theaters and on Peacock the streaming service on the same day that's awesome so you will be able to watch it at home or in the theaters mm-hmm. and it looks like if you have if you have peacock premium if you are subscribed to that mm-hmm. uh, you will be able to see it for no extra cost okay and then it looks i mean peacock has you know the 4.99 per month for an ad supported tier mm-hmm. and then ten dollars for without ads okay well, that's awesome. So it's just a it's just a way for them to get into more people's eyes, right? And exactly. It's good, like it's a good way to do that. So good for them. Fantastic. So we'll have a chance to watch Halloween Kills uh, either in the theater or at home, or not at all. You know, whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> but I think that that movie is going to be uh, quite a bit shorter than No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Which we have found out will be 163 minutes. Which equals out to be 2 hours and 43 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a long one. It is. It is. But it is also Daniel Craig's kind of swan song to the James Bond franchise. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see how that goes. It's gonna be... You better not get a large drink before this one (laughs) or get a large drink and then wait until the last 45 minutes to chug it yeah right (laughs) let all all the ice melt yep (laughs) exactly and then drink your sad watery drink yep Uh, (laughs) but yes so uh definitely one where you'll want to check out Oh, the one site where you can see where the best places to go to the bathroom during mm-hmm. the movies are uh, for when No Time to Die premieres. Yes. Oh, what is that app called? Uh, uh, I've been wanting to get it, but like... The Run P app. Yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so it's quite literally Run P, all one word, no spaces, dash or slashes, anything like that. Yep. <laughs> Oh, and they're not sponsored not a sponsored but run p if you want to go ahead and sponsor us uh i would greatly appreciate it since we talk about movies all the time you're like the perfect app to sponsor us 
so that people know when to go and run pee during the movie. <laughs> I wish Thank they you. would. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be amazing. So, <laughs> that being said, we did also find out another runtime, and that was for Venom Let There Be Carnage, mm-hmm. which will be a very short 90-minute movie. That surprises me. It does. It, it surprises me, too. Because, like, so it's going to be a 90-minute PG-13 Venom movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> On October I mean, 1st. Yep. 90 minutes. That just, that's going to be a lot of hurrying, and I don't like, and I don't like that. Unless they can cram it in very kind of organically. I mean, mm-hmm. so they don't have to explain Venom's origin. Venom, we already know. Right. So they can, you know, any kind of backstory, anything like that, they can, they've, you know, cut out because we already had it during the first mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Now it's just kind of like a quick, you know, one, two minute catch up. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Carnage would be the mustard. So, uh, <laughs> or possibly the relish. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, uh, that's good. <laughs> no, I yeah, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Carnage is the chili and the cheese. Yes, he is. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I don't know why I went into that, but we'll go with it. Uh, so, <laughs> Venom: Let There Be Carnage is going to be ninety minutes. We'll we'll be able to get into the 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 meaty bits with Carnage and not have to worry about you know all of the the blended fruit smoothiness of ketchup uh, with Venom. <laughs> now you're just making me hungry, sir. <laughs> That's my goal. I uh, like it. Just, you know, just all of this over the, the nice, you know, cheddar worst that is the movies. Getting back to the... Sorry, hit my microphone. Getting back to the movies. hmm At the theater, apparently Disney is going to be releasing all of the rest of their movies for the rest of the year exclusively in theaters. And then 45 days later, they will appear on Disney+. Plus, Except for one movie, which I lost my mouse. There it is is and that is the uh Encanto which is the animated movie about the family with magical abilities uh, right. that will be only a 30 day window where it's not on Disney Plus but it is in the theaters okay and so uh Shang-Chi opened exclusively in the theaters and has grossed 247 million dollars globally since it was released 2 weeks ago wow <laughs> it's done pretty well Mm-hmm. decently well you know <laughs> <laughs> but now we can look forward to every other Disney movie being released in theaters exclusively at least for 45 days uh, in Kanto having that little asterisk being the 30 day one okay well that's good at least things are starting to look less bleak seems to be yeah yeah although one thing that does look really really bleak that we found mm-hmm is the review on RogerEbert.com for Dear Evan Hansen. So <laughs> we, d- we don't usually go over reviews. Right. But th- this is one that I know, Travis, you've been looking forward to. I have been, yeah. That kind of just eviscerates it. <laughs> yeah, he is not kind to this movie at all. 
Yeah, so the, this review is done by Robert Daniels, mm-hmm. um, but it is on RogerEbert.com. But they gave it a one-star review. Wow. Um, just basically saying that it's not a good movie, unfortunately. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'm reading it, and they're just ripping it apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I mean, it's going on about stuff like the character's motivations on why they're doing something mm-hmm. uh, from from that and then going to uh, wardrobe and set design saying that stuff is supposed to make uh, make him look younger because they they end up having Ben Platt reprise mm-hmm. his role his role mm-hmm. even though he himself is is what 20s 30s now late 20s right. early 30s mm-hmm. uh, as this teenager uh, and that the wardrobe does the complete opposite of trying to make him look younger, and the the sets just like his house and stuff just don't look lived in, anything like. I mean, it it is, oof. <sighs> I, oh yeah, I I I may I may have labeled this um, uh, in our movie movie notes that we have kind of beforehand or show notes as, dear Evan Hansen, ouch. See, but. I don't like to listen to other people's reviews mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I like to make my own opinion. Right. And so, like, like this review scares me a little bit, but I still want to watch it. Right. Right. So that just goes to show you shouldn't you shouldn't listen to reviews to decide if you want to watch it. Only you can decide that. Yeah. I mean, like that. That's the thing here too. Is I think we've we've gone over this before here too. I believe where mm-hmm. you know absolutely there are, there are some reviewers where you might completely agree with them on so many movies, right? But then there there's a couple of them where you just completely are on the opposite spectrum from them. You mm-hmm. know where they might absolutely hate it and you think it's you know one of the greatest is your favorite one of your favorite movies ever, or you know they could have loved it and you could have been like well that was completely pretentious you know it's right uh so you know absolutely kind of if you if you agree with a with a critic uh most of the time take their take their not necessarily advice but their review Mm -hmm. you know kind of look at it and make your own decision on if their their thoughts about it sway you one way or the other i guess exactly right i don't know trying to sound profound but i'm not really saying anything <laughs> profound so i'm just saying the same thing over and over and over again you did a good uh, job sir well thank you you're welcome uh one thing that uh it looks like paramount did a pretty good job on was the 4k remastering of star trek the motion picture which <sighs> travis has some thoughts on why uh, why are they doing a remaster of literally the worst star trek movie ever made <laughs> i think there are some people that will fight you on that and if they want to they could go to facebook.com slash movies are thing or twitter and instagram at movies are thing no spaces dashes slashes anything like that at movies are thing and let us know how wrong travis is uh, <laughs> it's so boring it really is uh i mean i it, it is kind of boring but at the same time, it's like you know they they spent so much of the budget on these miniatures mm-hmm. that sometimes aren't very miniature, uh, right? And I mean, I think 
man, the last time I watched the first the first Star Trek movie, man, that was years ago. But I want to say it was a good five, ten minutes of them going from the shuttlecraft or going from Earth to the Enterprise in the shuttlecraft yep. after they leave the atmosphere of just going and just, you know, panning camera shots of the Enterprise just... It's so bad. <laughs> just look at our marvelous mini. You know, it's like... <sighs> and then they finally go into the the back of the Enterprise and then it's, and then it you know picks up a little bit but it's just like yeah I can definitely see why why you are questioning it but kind of like what I said before we started recording actually where it's like you know you have to start with the first one before you do two right. three four five six and then go on to one two and whatever <laughs> the other ones and then another you know one two and then go on to the you know <laughs> exactly right <laughs> gotta go in order right i know i guess you gotta start with the worst just like you know not necessarily starting with the worst but just like spider-man you gotta go one two three one two one two three come on yep (laughs) exactly (laughs) 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 but uh yeah so there is one more news story that i do want to go over Mm -hmm. and that is that the Mad Max Fury Road death mobiles are heading to auction. And let me just let me just go over kind of which ones uh are going to be in the auction. Okay. There's, there's 13 of them. Lucky number 13. Jeez. Okay. Uh so we have a a Buick uh heavy artillery with Hummer weapon mount. We okay. have a buggy rat rod Chev. We have a Caltrop Eldorado. A okay. fire fire car Dodge, a saber the Sabertooth, which is an F two fifty claw car. Okay. We have a pole car, which is a Pontiac Safari with a twenty foot pole counterweight, which is the ones that the guys were swinging on those huge poles. All right. Okay. We have a Razor Cola, which is a nineteen seventy three XB Falcon Coupe, which is the Interceptor Reborn. We have a convoy car Jag Flamer. Another convoy car, Elvis. We have Nux's car, which is that 1932 three-window Chevy Coupe V8. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have the Giga Horse, which is the the two Cadillacs kind of stacked on top of each other. All right, yeah. Uh, we have the War Rig, which is Furiosa's rig. Uh-huh. Which is a Prime Mover Inc. tanker and the Ball Pig trailer. And the last one that we have up for auction is the Doof Wagon. The Doof Wagon? <laughs> that, that is what they called the one uh, with all of the speakers and the drums and the fire-breathing guitar, all of that stuff. Uh, that's the one I want. <laughs> right? It is, it is called the Doof Wagon. So my insurance, if you're listening to this... Uh, that's the vehicle I want if my vehicle cannot be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the Interceptor Reborn? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it it would be cool to own any of those. Right, but, right. But the Doof Mobile would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, 
so the the 1932 uh, three window Chevy Coupe, mm-hmm. Knox's car. Uh, I mean that's that's the one that uh, I think Mad Max is actually on that he's you know strapped up to with the blood tube going from him to Knox. Yep, and everything like that. So that one that one would be pretty cool too. That one would yeah that would be very cool as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, at least I think that that was it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But, uh, yeah, so there's 13 of those vehicles up for sale. That's so cool. And uh, it looks like each lot is currently listed with a $1 starting offer. <laughs> and I don't think it says anything about a reserve or anything like that. Uh, there are no listed minimum bids or expected price ranges. Okay. Which is kind of contrary to what usually happens with auction sites with this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But since they're all pretty uh, unique within the Mad Max universe and within an amazing film in general, I, I expect them and everybody else kind of expects them to go uh, pretty high. And do they run in everything too? Oh, yeah. No, they, they fully run. They were, they were oh. running in the movie. Oh, that's amazing. Every, every single one of them was fully operational as a vehicle. <laughs> Not necessarily street legal. Uh-huh. But fully operational as a vehicle. Oh, if uh, I would die, I yeah, that'd be so cool. <laughs> oh, it would be amazing. But I don't know. See, that's the thing too is I don't know where they're located right mm-hmm. now because it was it was filmed in Africa, I believe. Okay. So they they built them all in. Australia, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then they shipped them over to Africa for the actual filming in the desert. Okay. But now I don't know where they are. Hmm. But, sorry, uh, I just want to read this here. Among them is the Doof Wagon, known in the film as the morale machine of Immortan Joe's minions, featuring stacked speakers, mounted drummers, and a fire-spitting electric guitar. <laughs> I mean, I love that I, description, but I would hire somebody up to be up there to play that guitar. Right. <laughs> Here's your food. <laughs> Tina, eat your food. Food. God. Got you delicious bass. <laughs> it's a liger. Basically the best animal ever. Yep. <laughs> I left my nunchucks in my locker. Gosh. Does your bike do any sweet jumps? Are you drinking skim milk because you think you're fat? Because <laughs> you're not. You could totally be drinking 2%. If, if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's such a stupid movie, but I love it. It is. It's good. Uh, okay. So, that that kind of finishes up the news before we head into some trailers. Oh, I had one little piece of info before okay. we head into trailers. Uh, I I don't know when we're going to get th- this episode up, but I'm assuming it won't be out tonight. So no. on Monday, I posted onto our Facebook group that they announced the Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, yeah. Which is going to be coming out in 2022. If you're a fan of Bob's Burgers... There's there's a movie coming out in 2022. 
I'm excited. That's going to be good. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, Tina. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. All right, let's get into some trailers, shall we? Woo. So last week we had a teaser for The Guilty, which is the Jake Gyllenhaal 911 Dispatcher movie. Mm-hmm. And now we have a full trailer that was released, which, oh boy. Yeah, that's going to be a rush. It's it's going to be a rough one. It is. But uh, I think I think what we were saying last time, kind of, um, I think we were on the right track. Mm-hmm. When we were saying that he's going to have to take the situation into his own hands kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's definitely what it seems like. Yes. But it is definitely going to be very intense. It is going to be, um, I feel like, a very good performance by Jake Gyllenhaal. And we'll have to oh, see yeah. how it goes. Did you, like, gasp at the end of the trailer when they kind of were, when that one thing happened? I don't want to spoil anything, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I was like, oh, man... Like like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's gonna be intense, it's gonna be a, I feel like kind of in the same vein as something like Buried or Phone Booth, where we are following Jake Gyllenhaal's character, like mm-hmm. and Jake Gyllenhaal's character alone. We might see a couple other people or anything like that, but it's going to be his performance. Oh, definitely. And it's going to be amazing because Jake Gyllenhaal always does an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like Colin Farrell did in Phone Booth. Uh, exactly. <laughs> that one was a weird movie. The, it was so good, though. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, if you have a chance, watch Phone Booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, one second. I know that you can watch it on, I believe, HBO Max. Uh, Prime Video. Prime Video. Okay. It, it is streaming on uh, Amazon Prime Video right now. Go watch it. You won't be disappointed. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, but it, it's another... Phone Booth is another one where you are basically with Colin Farrell's uh, character the entire time. Mm-hmm. I love movies where you're just along for the ride and you don't know what to expect. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's uh, pretty fantastic. So, the guilty looks looks crazy. It does. Another one that looks crazy, like insane, but that's mm-hmm. because it's from Edgar Wright, is Last Night in Soho, which is another trailer that dropped. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, Edgar Wright did this one, and with with his attention to detail, uh, with his attention to to story and what what looks good on screen. I feel like this is going to be an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Almost oh, definitely. And it, like, he's got a key sense for visuals. Oh, absolutely. And, and that trailer is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I know we've, we've gone over this before, mm-hmm. but we, we have, um, Anya Taylor joy mm-hmm. as like one of the main characters. Matt Smith is in there. Terrence stamp. That was Terrence Stamp, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, 
Thomason McKenzie is like the main character, I guess. Mm-hmm. Diana Rigg is in mm-hmm. it, who was uh, Elena Tyrell in Game of Thrones. Yep. She was also Emma Peel in the original Avengers TV show back in mm-hmm. the 60s. So she, she is in this movie. Uh, but she did pass away in 2020, September of 2020. No, sad. Right? James and Oliver Phelps are apparently in this as well. Okay. As Harvest and Jarvis. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I said, with if you watch movies like uh, Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz or World's End, uh, mm-hmm. Baby Driver, Edgar Wright, his his visual style is just amazing no matter which kind of movie he's doing. Mm-hmm. And his attention to details is just astounding as well right yes it is so uh i'm i'm very much looking forward to possibly seeing this one i was gonna say are you gonna really see this one because i i mean it's kind of a horror movie but kind of not yeah it's a it's a drama horror mystery is what they're calling it right now Mm -hmm. but i mean i love a lot of the cast Mm mm-hmm I I love Edgar Wright's screenplays and his directorial uh, endeavors. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see. It should be good. It'll be one heck of a ride. Absolutely. And I know I've said it before, and I know I will say it again, but if you have not watched Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz at World's End, uh, or Baby Driver, or Scott Pilgrim versus the... How did I... Are you right? <laughs> any of those movies... Go and watch them. Love Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. That is all. <laughs> uh, moving, moving on from from mm-hmm. that uh, whatever that was. Um, we have another trailer, a new one for the last duel. And this is the the Matt Damon, uh, Adam Driver movie, mm-hmm. where. Uh, Oh, sorry. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, and then uh, Jodie Comer Mm -hmm. in her second movie, basically. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Where it's the medieval one where they are trying to say that you know Adam Driver is basically saying, "Yeah, yeah, we totally did it," (laughs) and (laughs) you know she's married to Matt Damon, and Mm -hmm. so he has to defend her honor in a duel to the death. Yep. So this again, this movie looks so weird. It does, but I think it'll be good. Absolutely, absolutely. Like period pieces like that, that I'm always a big fan of those. So I think this one will be. It'll be good. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, we have a, another new trailer for one that we've talked about before, mm-hmm. and that's Ron's Gone Wrong. <sighs> I know you didn't uh, think too highly of this trailer, of the first trailer. Okay, but let me say this. Like, this trailer, after watching it, I laughed so much more in this trailer than I did the first one. Really? And it makes me want to watch it. (laughs) Because laughter-wise, I'm kind of the opposite. Really? Okay. I laughed so much more at the first one than I did at this one. I mean, I still want to watch the movie. Uh Uh-huh. But... I laughed. I laughed so much more at the first trailer than I did at this one. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it reveals a lot more of the story, absolutely. 
Sure. But it looks like it's going to be just a fun animated family movie coming from 20th Century Studios. Yep. So, you know, another now Disney-owned animated movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I am uh, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Me too. Uh, going from an animated movie to a uh, disaster film, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of the best way to put it. Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? I don't know, but it's Don't Look Up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, um... It's the new movie from Adam McKay, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. he's made, uh, you know, The Big Short and uh, Bombshell. The other guys he produced. The other guys, uh, Anchorman. He's done a bunch of things. Vice. Vice. Oh, I forgot about Vice. Mm-hmm. Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so I was just reading this, but apparently he was one of the founding members of the Upright Citizens Brigade comedy troupe. Really? Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> where did it go? Where did it go? Don't look up. There it is. I mean, this is this is just another one of those stacked casts that mm-hmm. we that we talk so much about. Right. <laughs> uh, just kind of going through here. Uh, jeez. Okay, I'm just trying to start. I'm gonna start near the bottom of the list on IMDb. Okay. Uh, Tyler Perry, Michael okay. Chiklis, uh, Himesh Patel, Mark Rylance, Ariana Grande, Matthew Perry, Ron Perlman, Meryl Streep, uh, Gina Gershon, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Chalamet, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> yeah, that's a stat cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just Leo losing it in the bathroom like that <laughs> was great. <laughs> oh, that was that was so good. Oh, and I did forget another name of mm. somebody that we will be talking about a little bit later on as well. Uh, Melanie Linsky. All right. Mm-hmm. And so again, she was uh, she was Rose in Two and a Half Men. Mm-hmm. We've talked about her before. We'll be mm-hmm. talking about her again a little bit later, but apparently she's in this movie as well. Okay. But yeah, this, I just, basically there's a comet that's coming to destroy earth mm-hmm. and Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence are two low level astronomers who are trying to bring attention to this giant comet that's coming to destroy earth. Yep. <laughs> does wait. And then does Jonah Hill play the president? I think so. <laughs> I think that's what I saw in the trailer. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe so too. Which, that's a thing. You're right. <laughs> but, but yeah. So we have we have all of those. Mm-hmm. Ron Perlman is playing a military member, Colonel Ben Drask. Mm-hmm. So that should be fun. That'll be awesome. <laughs> Uh, it just looks so good, and there's just so much comedy in it that it it matches up with every other Adam McKay movie, and that makes me happy. Right, right. Although, The Big Short did not make me happy, did not make me laugh, just made me super angry. 
for reasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, but it did have some comedy in it, though. A little bit. Like, it wasn't as much as the others. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that, but yeah, there, that that's a movie that I did not... Um, that I did not enjoy right at all well yeah yeah that one is not for for uh, personal reasons but exactly um yeah yeah so (laughs) going from that comedy drama Mm sci-fi to what looks like another horror movie midnight mass wait so yeah hold up hold up Mm -hmm. did I did I see this wrong is this not... It's not a movie. It's a series. Is it a series? It's a I was series. Wa- I was wondering when it said from the people that made, like, The Haunting of Bly Manor. So, yeah, Midnight Mass. It is from the people that made The Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. This one's also coming to Netflix. Mm-hmm. It is a series. Um... I don't know entirely what it's about, but it looks weird. It looks very cultish, and I'm I'm very intrigued by it. It looks good. So, the 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 little synopsis that I have here is an isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. And like, I'm trying to find the one dude. That plays the priest. I know I've seen him in other things. I know I've seen him in... Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, uh, Hamish Linklater, who was also in the big short. Oh, okay. Uh, but he plays the priest. Uh, just kind of going over some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. He was in Legion. Legion as Clark Debussy. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to look here quick. Did you ever watch The Crazy Ones? The crazy ones, yes. Okay, he was Andrew Keenelly. Okay. Cal Zapata in Battleship. Zapata Battleship. I've he was that. the he was the brother in the New Adventures of Old Christine. Never way back in the day. That. Uh, just trying to think here. He was Leonard in the 2005 Fantastic Four. Okay. Just trying to think. Uh, did you ever watch Forty Two? I did. Ralph Bronca. That name doesn't ring a bell, but okay. Yeah, I mean, he has... So, sorry, tangent, but he has a very uh, unique face and voice, and as soon as I saw him, I was like, I, was, I did I did the Leonardo DiCaprio, you know. Yep. <laughs> that guy. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so basically, I mean, this... It looks well done. It does. Mm-hmm. I will not be watching it. It, like I said, it is a as of right now a seven episode uh, mini series on Netflix. Okay. So, if you or something, if you like the the haunting uh, of Hill House, mm-hmm. might be something to check out. Definitely, I think I'm gonna check it out. So, I mean, we'll have to we'll have to see how it all goes. Definitely, should be maybe pretty good. I hope so. Fantastic. Uh, well, I guess. It should be fine that we were talking about this series because mm-hmm. we actually had another trailer for another series that dropped. Mm-hmm. This one had a little bit more of a movie connection because it's the Hawkeye series that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. I'm so excited. This looks so good. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i ready to watch it. I am too. 
And this one is set in, like, during the holiday season. So that should be fun. So, uh, I'm just double-checking something quick. Okay. Okay, so that was... Got it. So in the, um, in the trailer... Mm-hmm. It looked like Hawkeye was wearing some sort of earpiece. Okay, yeah. But it looks like they're actually going through with the Hawkeye going deaf kind of storyline. Ah, okay. So, uh, as in as he is in the comics, Hawkeye will be going deaf in the in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that'll be something cool. Very much, and this show has you know black black widow implications in it so right right excited to see what goes on with that absolutely but yeah so we have the hawkeye series that is is going to be coming in november i believe is what we saw i buy i think it's the 22nd or 24th that sounds about right yeah which is you know just before the holiday starts right i'm thinking it's the 24th because the 24th is a wednesday Mm-hmm. And they've been releasing all of their stuff on a Wednesday. They sure have been. So November 24th. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Which is just 28 days later before our, our next movie that we're going to talk about. What? That was a good segue into the Matrix Resurrections trailer that dropped. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, first and foremost, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. Okay, so we we have Keanu. Uh huh. We have we have Carrie Ann Moss. Mm-hmm. We do not have Lawrence Fishburne. We do not know. Who we do have is uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen the second, who we mm-hmm. talked about a little bit earlier. We said we were going to be coming back to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he's he's so he's going to be in Furiosa like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. He's in the Matrix Resurrections as as Morpheus, so younger Morpheus, and yet somehow older Neo. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but yeah, he was also Manta in Aquaman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's he's going to be Black Manta in Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, let's see here. Sorry, kind of. Just going through a few things here because sure. we had Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jada Th- Pinkett Smith is back. Okay. Which is weird that again, weird that uh, Christina Ricci, we yep. still haven't seen her yet. No. But there were, so there were some people that were saying the whole thing like uh, you know how we had the architect mm-hmm. in the sequels and how we said that there were so many matrix matrices before and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And some people are saying, well, this is just a new one, but somehow set in the future. But if Jada Pinkett Smith is in there, I don't know. So like at the end of, uh, is it the revolution, the revelations? So, I can't remember the third one now. Um, Reloaded Revolutions. I believe it's Revolutions. Yeah. Yeah. So the at the end, the Oracle says that... Because there's that little girl asking if we'll ever see Neo again. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm sure we will, yes. So 
I'm wondering if like every everybody else it like gets resurrected when there's a new matrix but neo doesn't since he's the one and like he grows older but everybody else reverts back to their younger selves but how did carrie and moss come in then that's true i I, see uh, i i don't know (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) but yeah so in the trailer kind of drop the ball there for a second but in the trailer Mm -hmm. Uh, Neo is going to Neil Patrick Harris's therapist mm-hmm. character, and we are getting him taking blue pills, which I'm guessing suppresses his powers at some of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then we see him dumping out blue pills. Yep. And then we'll have to. Man, we see Morpheus handing him a red pill, right? Yep, Morpheus hands him a red pill. And then we've got the other new character, which we don't know if that's the Oracle or if that's the little girl grown up. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Ugh, There's just hurts. so much. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, now, I mean, it is set in, like, modern times. So it's, you know, set in with, like, cell phones and stuff, and everybody's mm-hmm. looking at their screens and doing all of that. Right. But now it seems like they're using mirrors as, like... A gateway? As portal. Yeah, it's like a portal gateway, something like that. Right? <laughs> uh, oh, man, I don't... I do not want to watch any more trailers. I just want to watch the movie. <laughs> I know. And then, like, Neo with that whole, like, Dragon Ball Z move, moving that missile and hitting the helicopter. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> or, or we got, you know, some some Street Fighter, like, Haruken, yep. uh, going on. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like I I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but remember when they were filming it, a lot of this stuff was done practically as well, like when they jumped off the building. Mm-hmm. Like that was all practical. Oh wow, okay. Cuz remember they were they were they were showing them doing that. Mhm. When they were filming in Australia again, I believe, or no, were they filming in LA this time? No. Uh, I'm trying to remember because I yeah. think the the first one was Australia, Sydney. The next two were L.A. because they did the freeway scene at the Alameda runway. Yes, they did. Which, yep. is, which is where Mythbusters would always go because I remember because I watched Mythbusters all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, yeah, this is the same runway they did the freeway scene in the Matrix. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that was my Mythbusters impression. Don't worry about it. I like it. it. Or sorry, here's my my better Mythbusters impression. Uh, well, you know, this is this is the scene where they um, they did the the highway scene for you know, at the Alameda runway. You know, and... <laughs> that was spot on, sir. It was like I was back watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think they went back to Australia for this one. Let me let me double check. Filming locations, filming locations, filming locations. Okay, they did film it in San Francisco. Okay. And Berlin, Germany. Nice. That was weird. Sorry. Berlin, Germany. <laughs> uh, I thought they went back to Australia. Oh, well. Whatever. But yeah, that was that was all done practically. Or a lot of yeah, stuff was I, done practically. I love it when they do practical effects. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am ready. I am ready uh, for this one. I, uh, 
I'm I'm hoping that this is the sequel that we wanted in the first place, but before those other two came out. <laughs> I didn't mind them. I really didn't. I, I okay. I liked Reloaded more than I liked Revelations or Revolutions. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, one thing that I would like is for people to visit us at Facebook, where facebook.com slash movies are thing. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are thing. No spaces, dashes, slashes, anything like that at movies are thing. Come on over, say hi. That being said, Travis, you ready to move on to the movies that are premiering this week? Let's do it. All right. First one that we have is Cry Macho. And this one is rated PG-13. Mike Milo, a one-time rodeo star and washed-up horse breeder who, in 1979, takes a job from an ex-boss to bring the man's young son home from Mexico. Forced to take the back roads on their way to Texas, the unlikely pair faces an unexpectedly challenging journey during which the world-weary horseman finds unexpected connections and his own sense of redemption. IMDb does not have a score for this one, Rotten Tomatoes does not have a score for this one, and Metacritic, surprisingly, does not have a score for this one. Clint Eastwood is 91 years old and he's still making movie, like still acting in movies. That's just amazing. Acting and directing and riding horses. And it, it, it just amazes me. Absolutely. I will see. I will see anything that Clint Eastwood is in. So please, please Intwood. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I can't English too. <laughs> I mean, from the trailer that we, we watched last week and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it does look like a good movie. I feel like I would have to be in the right mindset for it. Uh, just like I would have to be in the right mindset for something like uh, Gran Torino or, say, Million Dollar Baby or something like that. I just Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, his movies definitely hit a certain nerve for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, his movies, there's usually something for everybody. Right. Right. So, like, this one might take, like, it might make you want to see, what am I even trying to say here? Why can't I think? (laughs) I honestly am not sure. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, But, yeah, this movie, I I really want to see it. I think it's going to be good. But I will agree with you. You need to be in that special mindset to be able to watch something like this. Right. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, another one that you probably will have to be in the right mindset for is our next movie, mm-hmm. which is The Eyes of Tammy Faye. This one is also rated PG-13, which is an intimate look at the extraordinary rise, fall, and redemption of televangelist Tammy Faye Baker. In the 1970s and 80s, Tammy Faye and her husband, Jim Baker, rose from humble beginnings to create the world's largest religious broadcasting network and theme park and were revered for their message of love, acceptance, and prosperity. Tammy Faye was legendary for her indelible eyelashes, her idiosyncratic singing, and her eagerness to embrace people from all walks of life. However, it wasn't long before financial improprieties, scheming rivals, and scandal toppled their carefully constructed empire. IMDb has this one at a 7.6 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 72%, and Metacritic is sitting at a 60%. I really want to watch this movie. I do too. It's it's gonna be a weird one, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, like Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield, 
Andrew Garfield less so, but Jessica Chastain right. literally like just melts into the role. It's kind of crazy. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be uh, it, it it looks weird. It like but it's gonna be good. Uh, I I I don't know a whole lot about these guys. Like mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. about them, but I don't know everything. Right. So I feel like this is going to be like an eye-opening experience to really delving into what went on with everything. Right. And I mean, you know, like like with most any movie that's like this, you know, they're they're obviously going to exaggerate parts, you know, kind of fib in other parts or just make up stuff that to to fill in the gaps kind of thing that they don't necessarily have stuff for. Right. But at the same time it's like uh, a lot of this stuff was pretty well publicized, so uh, you mm. can always, you know, go through and look back and, and see what actually happened and everything like that, too. Right. But, like, Jessica Chastain, she looks the part. She does. Apparently, uh, she is actually suing. I don't know if she's, like, suing or what, but she has said that the makeup process for this movie has basically permanently disfigured her face. Really? Yes, yes. Oh my, okay. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so apparently she said that it's done permanent damage to her skin. Because of all the makeup? or Yes. Just, okay. Yes. Um, the makeup was heavy and stretched out her skin. When you're wearing it all day, every day, the weight of it on your body, it stretches your skin out. Uh, sure, I believe it. I finally, she, she said jokingly, apparently jokingly, I finally took it off and I was like, I look 50 years old. Oh no. <laughs> So I was wrong. It doesn't look like she's doing anything about it because she said ultimately it was fine because it's for her art. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first test that she did with it still freaked her out and made her question whether or not she'd be able to act while underneath all of the makeup. Oh, sure. Right. But I, I mean, with all the makeup and like on uh, terms of making you feel like you're the character i would Mm -hmm. think that like all that makeup would help that process but yeah i mean it can it can only go so far especially Mm -hmm. if you know you're like freaking out underneath all that makeup because of what you feel like it might be doing to you Mm -hmm. and then you show up to set and you're like just completely drained of energy (laughs) right oh exactly so but yeah this is definitely a movie that i kind of want to see just because like I want to know Hollywood's version of this story, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then I can look into it myself too. Just kind of see what they might've exaggerated or, you know, anything like that. Right. Should be interesting. I'm, I'm totally excited. Oh, absolutely. The next movie, I'm just kind of moving on here because Mm -hmm. we've been going for a bit is another one that we looked at, I think either a week or two ago uh, Mm -hmm. for the trailer. And that is cop shop. On the run from a lethal assassin, a wily con artist devises a scheme to hide out inside a small-town police station. However, when the hitman turns up at the precinct, an unsuspecting rookie cop finds herself caught in the crosshairs. This one is rated R. IMDb has this one at a 6.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 75%, and Metacritic is sitting at a 52. I want to see this one. This one looks good, too. It does. It looks really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Gerard Butler really knows how to do those type of movies. Oh, absolutely. Just action. So I think it's in good hands. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, 
maybe going a little crazy too you never know mm-hmm. oh of course you have to go a little crazy yep but then you know uh frank grillo as well mm-hmm. oh yeah frank grillo who else was in that one um uh well the new cop is played by uh alexis louder okay who is in the uh the the watchman hbo show okay mm-hmm. uh as ruth williams so I don't know if you ever watched any of that. Uh, she was Diablo in The Tomorrow War recently with Chris uh, Chris Pratt. One okay. of the Chris's. <laughs> one, <laughs> one of them. Uh, let's see here. She was Lucina in The Originals a few okay. years ago. Uh, she was an extra, basically, in Black Panther. So okay. that's the thing. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, she doesn't really have done, I guess, a lot as like really upfront characters but mm-hmm. this one she will be <laughs> <laughs> awesome okay so uh and then yeah frank rillo like we said mm-hmm. uh and then gerard butler i think that was basically the uh the budget for the movie along with you know a bunch of stunt people coming in Mm-hmm. right <laughs> i don't know about you but i am intrigued to know what's going on with that one creepy guy who is uh, <laughs> oh right 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 be, be, well because it's just a, a cast of characters trying to get in to kill this guy mm-hmm. and, and uh, there's this one he's like a bald dude and he's got like a uh, is it a sequin shirt it's like it's very colorful but he just seems like off, he just seems like an off the wall character. Right, right, and it's played by the same guy that does, um, or I should say, did. Mm-hmm. Oh, where did it go? Where did it go? Wow. Uh, uh, Khan Senior, Senior, mm-hmm. Cotton Hill, Joe Jack, all those on King of the Hill. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Toby Huss. That's right, Toby Huss. That's it. I remember, I, I think when we talked about this movie with the trailer, you told me that he played Cotton. I was like, what? Really? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. And Con. Yeah, and Con. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> that's right. He was he was the crazy guy. Uh, but yeah, so no, that, this movie looks pretty good. If you have a chance to, to catch it, should be should be fun. Most definitely. And I think this one... Oh, where was this one going to go? This one was, um, shoot. Is this going to theaters? I believe it is. I, I don't remember seeing anything for Netflix or anything like that. Okay, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is going to be at theaters. Okay. Okay. For some okay. reason, I was thinking that this one was going to be, like, Netflix or HBO Max or something. I apologize. Oh, it's okay. That's my bad. Uh, But the next one... This one is going to be even crazier than Cop Shop. Mm-hmm. And that is Prisoners of the Ghostland. In the treacherous frontier city of Samurai Town, a ruthless bank robber is sprung from jail by a wealthy warlord, the governor, whose adopted granddaughter Bernice has run away. Strapped into a leather suit that will self-destruct within five days if he doesn't find the missing girl, the bandit sets off on a journey to find the young woman and his own path to redemption. IMDb has this one at a 5.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 75% and Metacritic is sitting at a 54. It's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm, I, I want to watch this one. It looks so crazy that it's going to be good. Yeah, and then this one did not have any sort of rating on it. So that mm-hmm. was interesting. 
but yeah, so Nicolas Cage plays the main character. Uh, Sophia Butella plays Bernice, who is mm-hmm. the one that he has to go and fetch. Yep. I guess. And, <laughs> I mean, you know, she's... Uh, well, let's see here. Yeah, she played the mummy in mm-hmm. The Mummy. Uh, <laughs> oh, with Tom Cruise? Yes, yes. And she also thought, played... Okay. She was she was Gazelle in Kingsman the Secret Service. Okay. She was, she, she was the one with the knife legs. Yep. But uh, she was also in... Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. She was Jayla in Star Trek Beyond. Oh, you know, okay. Who, who likes yep. the beats and shouting. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Prisoners of the Ghostland should be just just fun. It should be just fun. <laughs> it's... it's it, it, it just looks so crazy and like Mad Max-ish, too, that it... It just looks amazing. It does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's nothing bad I can say about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it just might be something to look look for. Most on definitely. Probably some streaming service is mm-hmm. my guess. I don't know. If I can find a theater close enough, if I have a vehicle, I'm going to this. <laughs> yeah, you kind of need a vehicle for it. Yeah. Uh, but I guess going on to our next movie mm-hmm. this one is blue bayou which is rated r and it is the the moving and timely story of a uniquely american family fighting for their future antonio leblanc a Clare- korean adoptee raised in a small town in the louisiana bayou is married to the love of his life kathy and stepdad to their beloved daughter jesse struggling to make a better life for his family he must confront the ghosts of his past when he discovers that he could be deported from the only country he has ever called home imdb has this one at a 6.4 out of 10 rotten tomatoes is sitting at a 62 percent and metacritic is sitting at a 60 yeah yeah uh i don't remember seeing a trailer for this i probably should have before we did this podcast <laughs> Yeah, Travis, come on. Yeah, what kind of a host am I? Um, um, I think this is one where there there was a trailer, but I didn't... Like, I watched it, and I was kind of like, eh. And so we didn't talk about it, but... Okay, well, I mean, from this description, I'm kind of ang, so... Yeah. So, basically, from the trailer that I watched, when he was adopted, he didn't have papers making, an Amer- making him an American citizen or something like that. Okay. Or there was there was something wrong with the with the chain, I guess, mm-hmm. the document chain or something, and so he gets like he he is full on Louisiana Bayou kind of kind of guy because that's okay. how he was raised. Mm-hmm. And then his wife is played by Alicia Vikander, so uh, Justin Chone is the the main character. He also wrote and directed the movie, and then Alicia Vikander plays his wife. Mm-hmm. But basically, they're just trying to fight to not have him deported because he's lived here his entire life he was brought over here as a baby and has lived here his entire life and now he could be deported kind of thing okay so it's definitely definitely a drama almost Um, definitely definitely will at the very least try to be very kind of heavy Mm story-wise but from some of the reviews that i've been seeing of it it doesn't quite reach it okay interesting all right so there is that i don't 
you might have to try to find this one in the theaters. I don't know if it's going to be a, kind of a wide release because I believe that it was at one of the film festivals and then it just got picked up for distribution from there. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so, so kind of more of a, a independent movie theater might have it. Right. More than right. your standard Cineplex. Right. Right. And it is coming from Focus Features, so it mm-hmm. is a bigger kind of distributor, but I'll have to see how it goes. Most definitely. Okay. Uh, then our next movie is one that I'm sure Travis is going to see just immediately as it comes <laughs> out. Uh, and that is Lady of the Manor, which is rated R. Past and present collide in the supernaturally funny buddy comedy when stoner slacker Hannah is hired to portray Lady Wadsworth, a southern belle who died in 1875 in a tour at Wadsworth Manor. Hannah, a hot mess, figures she can fake it until the ghost of Lady Wadsworth appears. Lady Wadsworth tells Hannah it's time to change her wild ways and she'll haunt her until she does. Uh, IMDb has this one at a 5.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. Uh, yeah, this is a no for me, dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely got a cast that I think should be good. Mm-hmm. But like we were saying before when we were talking about the trailer, it just looks like a train wreck of a movie. Yeah, and that they're trying way too hard. Yes. Yeah. So Melanie Linsky, who we've talked about earlier in the podcast, mm-hmm. plays the main character. Judy Greer plays Lady Wadsworth. Justin Long is in this. Luis Guzman is in this. Ryan Phillippe is in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just... It should be good. <laughs> I mean, it's got the, the the like ingredients to be good, but I just feel like this recipe isn't at its full potential. Right. Yeah. No, I'm. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. So, uh, I guess if you want to see it, it's out there. It's gonna be out there. Us personally, you're just kind of about it. But if somebody does see, if somebody does watch it, please let us know how it is and tell us how wrong we are. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely do that. Uh, But let's go ahead and move on to our last movie, which is called The Starling and is rated PG-13. A woman just adjusting to life after loss contends with a feisty bird that that has taken over her garden and a husband who's struggling to find a way forward. IMDb has this one at a 5.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 33% and Metacritic is sitting at a 32. Again, this is another no for me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) See, this this is one where I do kind of want to watch it. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of that is because of the cast. Sure. But after seeing some of these reviews, it's like, maybe? So yeah. Th- so this one is going to be on Netflix. Okay. But it has uh, Melissa McCarthy as the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris O'Dowd as her husband. Mm-hmm. And then Ke- uh, Kevin Klein is in it. Timothy Oliphant is in it. And with some of these reviews, man, it's just like, yeah, I can see that coming from Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I still kind of want to see it. Well, if it's you gonna, see it's it, it's going to be a sad movie. I can tell you that right now. It's going to be super oh, for sad. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, 
I actually I actually talked to a couple of my sisters about okay. this movie because this is definitely a movie that they would want to see as well. Mm-hmm. And they were both like, yeah, we're definitely going to need some Kleenex for this one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <sighs> but well if you watch it please let me know how it is and let us all know yeah yeah so did we talk about this trailer i don't remember seeing anything like this okay so basically uh with the trailer what you can kind of tell from the trailer is that melissa mccarthy and chris o'dowd are husband wife right mm-hmm. and they are going to have a baby but something happens and they don't okay and so it's them trying to get past the life event that losing a baby is. Mm-hmm. And so Chris O'Dowd is actually in kind of a mental hospital because of how it broke him. Mm-hmm. And Melissa McCarthy is trying to live her life, but she's trying to deal with losing a baby and also having basically lost her husband to to this. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Klein is a former mental health professional who is now a veterinarian but was recommended to Melissa McCarthy's character as being able to help and so he is he's going to help her with the starling bird that has been taken over her garden Mm -hmm. and with the emotional trauma that has happened to both her and her husband okay and somewhere to Timothy Oliphant is in there too I don't know Uh, okay (laughs) but yeah it it's definitely going to be a an emotional roller coaster kind of film. Okay. So since Melissa McCarthy is in it, mm-hmm. does it seem like there's comedy or is it just straight drama? Uh there's comedy in the fact that, you know, she's trying to deal with this bird that's taken over her garden. Okay. And you know, so she tries to shoo the bird away, the bird attacks her head and she <laughs> brings a ladder out and people are saying that there's kind of like pratfalls and stuff going on with that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. as Melissa McCarthy kind of expect it when that kind of stuff even in some of her more serious roles right but I don't know huh. I don't know it's under two hours so maybe I might have to check it out I don't know we'll see yeah. I mean like I said it is rated PG-13 for strong language thematic material and suggestive material is what they're saying okay. so Definitely kind of that that whole uh, theme of losing a baby, you know, obviously mm-hmm. will be very emotional for some people uh, sure. who might want to kind of steer away from this movie then. Mm-hmm. But it is definitely kind of one of those of how to not get over something like that, but more continue on with life while still remembering what could have been right. and, and trying to honor that, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just all in the grieving process. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, that is the last movie that we have for tonight, today, this podcast, this episode. <laughs> right. This this general thing that we do, I guess. Uh, uh, Travis, do you have anything to say about uh, any of them that we that we talked about, or kind of which which order of which ones you might want to watch of those that we talked about this week? Ooh, okay. Uh, let me see here. So, I'm going to go Cop Shop first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go Prisoners of Ghostland. Okay. 
and then the eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. And then Cry Macho. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go blue. No, I'm going to go Starling next. Gotcha, gotcha. And then Blue Bayou. And then very, very much at the end, Lady of the Manor. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, okay. So, I th- mm, I'm thinking if I if I had to choose an order, it would be Cop Shop. Okay. And then Eyes of Tammy Faye. Okay. Probably Starling first, then Prisoners of the Ghostland. Okay. Cry Macho, Blue Bayou, and then very, very much far underneath that lady of the manor <laughs> we have an accord <laughs> yes but what about a crv <laughs> well i mean i could go with the f-150 but that's okay <laughs> i don't know where well, i was going well, I mean, with that <laughs> if, if we're going if we're doing that then bronco all the way um, oh, heck yeah <laughs> but yes so I, w- I would have to say Travis, do you have anything else you want to say about those ones then? Uh, no, I'm good, man. Okay, well, if anybody who's listening could let us know which ones that you want to see or don't want to see uh, out of those that we've talked about here again, by all means, let us know on Facebook.com slash Movies Are Thing. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Movies Are Thing. No space, dash, slash, anything like that at Movies Are A Thing. Uh, otherwise, we do have a Patreon as well. If you want to help support the podcast, we have a Patreon.com slash Movies Are A Thing. Uh, I really need to throw some stuff up there, but we do have that over there if you want to help support the podcast. Other than that, I don't have anything else. Travis, do you have anything? I do not, sir. Okay, well then, I do believe that it is about that time. Here it comes. Cue the outro! Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. It is the record. Save your recording regularly. Closing Mm. the tablet clues the audio unless you save it. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Save the file. Yeah. Yeah. Save. Save. (laughs) We amuse ourselves way too much. We do. But if 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 we don't, Mm -hmm. we will amuse nobody. Exactly. Let's get the party started. Let's get the party started. Let's get the party started. <laughs> Alrighty, man. I'm ready to go. Okay, well, I'm not. Give me another couple of seconds. Okay. Actually, one second. I gotta double check one thing here, quick. Okie dokie. Where did I see that? Okay, so go to the bathroom during movies. Oh, oh! A cheddar cheese chili dog. Ooh. Oh no! I'm sorry. A cheddar worst chili dog. Cheddar worst chili dog. Oh. Oh, that sounds amazing right now.
<laughs> We're just making each other hungry. So hungry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have to remind me. Uh, when, uh, oh gosh. I don't remember anymore. I have to rewatch. I, I will have to get back to you on that one. Oh, give me a second. I've still got it pulled up here. Okay. Oh, with the handbrake? Yeah. Hit the microphone again. Do you want to talk about this one? Since it's a uh, series? We, I mean, we can, sure. Oh, okay. Sorry, I closed out a bunch of stuff, so. Oh, you're uh, fine. <laughs> uh... The unlikely pair faces an expectedly... Ah. Hey, Travis. Mm-hmm. I... I don't know. I, I feel like I, I'm... Every once in a while, I'm getting the very faint glint of, like, an echo of my voice. Are... You've got... You've got me on headphones, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Then I don't know what's going on. So... Oh, anyway. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye. Whoa. What it... Uh, let me, let me, let me pull up something here. Uh, Tammy Faye. Picks. Uh. <laughs> okay. Yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> but yeah, I should, mm, I should get going. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, you have yourself a good one, sir. You too, sir. We will talk at you later. Sounds good. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.